And I want to speak on this of answering the call to function. Acts chapter number 26, and um, we're going to read the first 23 verses. I know it's a little bit longer of a passage, but it's going to be a, a lot shorter of a message, okay? So uh, we'll read a longer passage, have a shorter message, and then have some time where we can go and, uh, and do our best to sign up in the different ministries that we have. So Acts chapter number 26. And, uh, you know, I've been talking for quite a while. I'm going to ask, why don't we stand, if you would? Let's go ahead and stand together, and then we'll read it standing together. That'll give you a little bit of a time to stretch. Uh, does it feel a little bit muggy in here, or is it just me? Oh, man, everybody's feeling good? All right, I need to take off my jacket or something, because I am sweating. Um, so, all right, if it's not too muggy, that's good to hear. I put the AC as low as I could, and uh, it's just, it's a beautiful day outside. And uh, so... If we have one of these days again next Sunday, maybe we'll just have service outside, okay? And it'll be a lot more fun like that. But Acts chapter number 26, we're going to read the first 23 verses, and I'll read as you follow along, and then, uh, and then we'll pray and get right into the message. It says, Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself, I think myself happy. King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews, especially because I know thee to be expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. Wherefore, I beseech thee to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify, that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers, unto which promise our twelve tribes instantly serving God day and night hope to come. For which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem. And many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities." Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when they were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, 
but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coasts of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained the help of God, I continue unto this day witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word and thank you for this passage that gives us so clearly uh, the purpose of our life. And Father, reminds us why we are saved. I pray that as we study Paul's testimony, that this, uh, this morning we would be moved by it, that we would uh, allow your Holy Spirit to see some truths that are so important for us today, that we would understand them and, do, uh, and apply them. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to communicate this message, I ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. Now, in this, pa- in this passage, the Apostle Paul is in prison. He's being held captive until his court date arrives, and and he's been arrested for nothing more than just doing what I am doing here this morning, for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, the religious leaders at the temple of Jerusalem have falsely accused Paul of trying to start riots, of trying to get the people against the government, and trying to do things that truly are not Uh, truly not what Paul was doing. And they're looking uh, for approval at this point after falsely accusing him to put him to death. So Paul is looking at uh, prison time right now, and he's looking at the possibility of perhaps having to give his life for preaching the gospel. And it's during this time in his life that uh, the Roman governor there by the name of Festus begins to hear his his case and and upon hearing it doesn't really quite make a decision he's a little worried about what the chief priests and the rulers are going to say and so he really doesn't quite make a decision and instead he invites king agrippa to come now king agrippa is the grandson of herod if you remember king herod was the king that tried to kill jesus when he was born and and you can read that story in matthew chapter 2 well His grandson is King Agrippa, and that's who Paul is now standing before. And he's given him really the reason of why he was arrested. And I find it really fascinating that while he is standing in front of these people, the people that could either give him his freedom or condemn him to death, that Paul doesn't spend his time talking about the injustice of the system. I think if I were arrested today for preaching the gospel, I think one of my uh, arguments would probably be, hey, uh, aren't we in America? We have freedom of speech. I can't believe you're, you're taking away my freedom and, and talking about the injustice of the, of, the, of the system there, of the court system, and, and I can't believe they're doing this. Or, uh, or maybe uh, my, my appeal might be to, to say, well, listen, I've been arrested and I've been in prison and I haven't had a good meal yet and I haven't really uh, had anything uh, done for me and I, I haven't even seen a lawyer and, and what kind of uh, treatment is this for for a citizen of the United States and I might be tempted to do something like that when you're falsely accused you you sort of think about the rights that you had and that you have just lost but Paul didn't do that Paul didn't start talking about the injustices. He didn't talk about the corruptness that was around him and and talking about the chief priests and how they were really corrupt in what they were doing and lying about what he did. You know what Paul takes the opportunity to do as he's standing before Festus for his life in prison before King Agrippa? You know what Paul talks about? He talks about what God did for him. I find that fascinating. He talks about what God has done for him 
and what God can do for them. And he starts off by talking about his childhood. He tells them, hey, when I was a, a young man, I, I was a man that grew up in the temple, and I, I had religion. And let me just say, I didn't just have religion. I had a great passion for religion. In fact, I, I knew everything that they taught me there in the synagogue, all the chief priests. They taught me. I knew what they were talking about, and I believed it to the core. And you can ask anybody, any of those chief priests that are arrested me now, they used to be my friends. He said, those, those guys that are now falsely accusing me, he said, you can ask them. I, I was, listen, I was a Pharisee. I was a religious person. I knew what I believed. He said, not only that, as I got older, I heard about these people called Christians, and I, and I disliked them. You know, what they taught and what they believed, it went against my religion. And so these chief priests, they gave me authority to go and find Christians and to arrest them, to falsely accuse them, to punish them, to beat them, and if I had an opportunity, kill them. He said, that was my life. That was my past. I grew up like that. That is the religion I had. That is the passion I had. And that's what I used to do. He said, but then one day, one day as they gave me permission to go to Damascus now, after I had uh, done a lot of damage there in Jerusalem, they gave me authority. They said, go to Damascus, Paul. Find as many Christians as you can and do what you've been doing here in Jerusalem. Let's just purge our world of this thing called Christianity. And Paul says, you know, King, I was on my way when suddenly a light hit me. Suddenly I met this man by the name of Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, the one that I had despised, the one that I had told everybody was a liar, the one that I was uh, totally against, I met. I met that day on the road to Damascus, and his light shone so bright. It was brighter than the sun, King. Everybody that was with me fell down. And I heard a voice, and Jesus said, hey, why are you persecuting me? And on that day, the light of Jesus Christ, he tells them, came into my life, and it changed me. I mean, it changed me completely. It changed my priorities of life. It changed my purpose of life. It changed the program of my life. And I mean, it completely changed me. Standing for his life, falsely imprisoned, Paul is sharing that story. You know, I find fascinating that Paul gives that testimony, his personal testimony of how he came to Christ, to these two men. But upon reading and studying Paul's testimony, you know what I have found? That Paul's testimony is like our testimony. You know what happened to Paul on the Damascus Road? is the same that has happened to many of us here this morning. The light of Jesus Christ came into our life at one point. At some point, perhaps you have uh, had a moment in your life where you understood that Jesus is the light of the world, that you need that light because you're full of darkness, and Jesus came and gave you his light. For many here, that light shone so bright that you left your religion because you found that religion saves nobody. Only Christ can save. For some... The darkness that the light shone in your life was a life of addiction to alcohol, to drugs. But that light shined in your heart and you left that addiction. For others, it was a, a, a life of just selfishness, of what the world can give you, of your own pleasures. But that light of Jesus Christ came into your heart and it changed everything. You see, 
Whatever it was, and however it was that the light came into your life, the truth remains, that light changed you. And just like Paul, that light changed everything about him. So what I want to share with you this morning briefly is three unchanging truths that that light requires from us. Three unchanging truths that are true in Paul's testimony, but they're also true to you and me today. I want you to notice the first unchanging truth, and it's this. Number one, everyone is called to serve. You see, when that light came into his life, look at verse 16. Jesus said, but rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. He says, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. You know what Paul said? He said, when that light came into my life, I was called to serve. Can I just say, if you are saved this morning, if the light of Jesus Christ is in your life, you're called to serve. You say, well, well how am I to serve? Just like Paul. Number one, by sharing the light. By sharing the light. Paul says, listen, that light appeared to me not just as a moment for me to have and a, and a nice little memory and, and just as a religious experience. No. He said, when that light came to me, it was because it was calling me out of darkness into that marvelous light. It was calling me to serve. Jesus has saved us and called us to service, to share that light. Look what it says about John the Baptist. In John chapter 1, it says, the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. And just like it was true for John the Baptist to share the light of the gospel that he had, it's true for you and I today. Our calling is to serve by sharing that light. You know, when you get plugged into the departments here, uh, one of those departments, as you get plugged in to serve, you know what you are doing? You're sharing the light of the gospel. You know, whoever's driving the van to go to Westco to bring the, the people that, that want to come and hear the word of God, you know what he's bringing them to? The, the light. One of our responsibilities as being saved is being called to serve and share the light. But secondly, it's to be a light. You'll notice to Paul, he said that you share what you, to be both a light and a witness. Paul was to be a light. Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Here's one unchanging truth that was true with Paul. It's true with you, you and me. Everyone that has that light is called to serve. We're called to serve. Number two, everyone is enabled to serve. Enabled to serve. You know that word enabled means given authority or means to do something. God has given you the means to be able to serve him. God didn't just say, hey, I want you to serve me and then give you an impossible task that you could not do. God has given you and enabled you in a way to serve him. You say, well, what are some of those ways? Number one, he's enabled you by the Holy Spirit. Paul told those Christians in Corinthians, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? That the Spirit of God dwells in you? Do you know why God gave us his Holy Spirit? It was to guide us, to comfort us, to help us, to strengthen us. Why? So we could serve him. Without the Holy Spirit living inside of us, let me tell you, it would be impossible to serve. It's the Holy Spirit that enables us to serve. That's why Paul said it's important that you be controlled every day by the Holy Spirit. Why? By the controlling of the Holy Spirit, you and I are enabled to serve. 
So everyone's called to serve. Everyone's enabled to serve by the Holy Spirit. But also, we've been enabled with the spiritual gifts and talents given to you. Do you know that the Bible teaches that as you get saved, as the light of Jesus Christ came into your life, do you know that he gave you at that moment special gifts? He gave you ways to serve him. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, he says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. He says, For the perfecting of the saints, that's maturing, that's for people to grow. So God's given you this gift so you can share that light, be that light, so you can help people to understand the word of God. That's what it means to say the perfecting of the saints. And then for the work of the ministry, this is so you can serve him. He, you have the authority and the, the means or the able to be able to serve him. And then it says for the edifying of the body of Christ so that the church can reach more people. <laughs> so the church can be built up and strengthened. God has called everyone that has that light to serve him. God has enabled everyone that has that light to serve him. But I want to show you the third unchanging truth. And it's this, that everyone must volunteer to serve. If you notice there, he says uh, to King Agrippa, he says, after having therefore obtained help of God, he said, now, by the way, that help of God was God's enablement. He says, when I, I was enabled, you go back to verse number 19, he says, whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. I was not disobedient. Do you know that to serve God, it's a voluntary thing? Do you know that we are not forced to serve at all? God does not require anyone by force. He doesn't grab anyone by the ear and say, you come over here and you're going to serve me. You're going to be in this church and you're going to help out and you're going to do all this. Never has God ever done that. You say, well, then, then how does he do it? He invites us to serve. He calls everyone. He enables those that have the light. But then he asks, will you come? Will you come? Matthew shares a story of a, a young man, a rich young man that Jesus invited to follow him. But when he told him what the cost would be, you look at the end of verse 22. He says, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful. Jesus didn't force him. Jesus simply invited him. And that young man rejected the following of Christ. And I, 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 I believe that he was never happy the rest of his life. But Jesus invites. That's what I love. If you read in, in Revelation twenty two seventeen, and I won't take time to read it this morning, or Mark eight thirty four, you'll find this little two words that Jesus always said. He said, whosoever will can come. Whosoever will can follow me. Whosoever will Man, it's an invitation this morning. You say, what is this recruitment Sunday all about? What is this sign-up Sunday or answering the call all about? It's simply about saying, listen, I'm going to answer that call. I'm going to volunteer myself. I'm not the most talented, but I know God's given me some talent. I'm not the most gifted, but I know God's given me some gifts. And it was this reason to serve Him. You know, one of the Darkest days in American history is December 7th, 1941. On that day, hundreds of Japanese fighters invaded their Pearl Harbor. They had a bombing run, and 
they were able to destroy many ships. In fact, over 20 American vessels were sunk that day. 2,400 Americans died. Many of them civilians. Over 1,000 people were injured on that one cowardice act by the country of Japan on Pearl Harbor. It's one of the darkest days in American history. But you know what happened December 8th? On December 8th, the armed forces of America experienced the greatest enlistment that they've ever had in the history, including after 9-11. The greatest single day of people enlisting into the armed services came right after the worst attack at that point in the history of the United States that they had ever experienced. Thousands went to their local offices there of the Army and the Marines and said, hey, I will enlist. You can count on me. I'm ready for war. You know, this morning, the calling is clear. If you have the light of Jesus Christ in your life, he's called you. The truth is, he's enabled you. He's given you gifts. He's given you the Holy Spirit. He's given you all you need to serve him. The question is, how many will say, man, you can count on me? This morning, we have these little buttons that say two words, and I left it down here. Say two words. They're not very long words in the English language, just two words that sometimes we use. But I hope that this morning, they'll mean a whole lot more. It says, I answered. I answered. It tells your children that when God's calling came into my life, I answered. It tells your brothers and sisters, hey, when God came into my life, he called me and I answered. This morning, the invitation is simply to say, will you answer the call and serve? There's plenty of areas, we've gone through them here in this church where you can get plugged in. But will you answer? This morning, I know many have already answered, and I know some of the uh, ushers have quite a few this morning. If you've already signed up, we had a time of doing that last week. If you've already signed up, will you just stand really quick? I just want to recognize and make sure you get one of these buttons. Is there anyone like that that's already signed up uh, in one of these ministries? I'm just going to get you, I want the ushers to come and just give you a quick button really quick. That says, listen, I answered. I answered. Last Sunday night when there was an opportunity to go and sign up, I went and signed up. And I just want, to, want you to know and I want to know, listen, I just, I answered the call. And once you get, receive that button, you may be seated. But if you've not answered yet and you say, well, I just didn't have an opportunity on Sunday night. I wasn't able to be here. Uh, but I want to take time to do that. I want you to, to notice there in your notes there's two ways. You can sign up on one of the tables. I already let you know where the tables are. But uh, also in your notes, there is a QR scan code, right? A QR scan code. Uh, let me get my bulletin. I left it down here as well. But it's that little square. If you don't know what it is, uh, you can get the app for a, um, a reader, a QR reader. It looks like this. And you can sign up digitally, okay? I want to uh, encourage you, if you've not signed up, you can get your on your phone right now even if you'd like, and you can sign up there. 
Uh, I want to encourage you, you can sign up in multiple ministries, okay? You don't have, or multiple departments. You don't have to only be in one department. You can be in multiple departments, and I want to encourage you, if you'd like to do that, it'll allow you to do that. You put your name, your phone number, and then the departments that you would like to be a part of. I want to encourage you to answer the call in doing just that. Okay, answer the call. Get a be, be a part of that. You can just uh, easily do that. Uh, and if you say, "Well, my phone's not working," or "I forgot it," go into one of the tables and sign up. And there, uh, make the the stand this morning to say, "Hey, listen, I'm just going to answer the call, and I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve God in any way that I can, and I'm going to make 2018 the year that I served, the year that I served." And I want to encourage you to do that this morning. If you're here, I want to just say this before we pray and are done. I just want to say, if you're here and you say, well, um, can anyone serve? Is this something that anyone can do? Well, uh, it, it primarily uh, we have uh, as a requirement here to serve in our local church to be a member. And if you are, are someone that's not been a member, you're not a member yet of the church, there's these applications at the information center that you can, you can get. You just fill it out and uh, one of the pastors will, will call you, uh, probably myself, and we'll, uh, we'll show you how you can become a member and how you can get plugged in. So if you say, man, I'd like to serve, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to answer that call, uh, but I'm not a member yet, and, and I just want to know how I can do that, get a, go to the information center, get a card, and then we can uh, show you how you can become a member, and you can get in, plugged in, and begin to serve. Let's go ahead and pray uh, this morning, and then we'll uh, give you time to go and do just that. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your love and care. Thank you for calling us today. And Father, it's so true as we look at Paul's testimony that really it is our testimony as well. I pray that you would help us to answer the call today in whatever way that we can serve, that we would be willing and ready to enlist ourselves for this year of 2018 and to serve you with all that we have. And I ask that you would do that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and be uh, dismissed. Uh, you know the announcements are ready. I, I've announced most of them. Huh? Yeah, no, no, I, I answered them in the, uh, uh, the big announcements. So I want to take time really quick, five minutes or so. Go ahead and sign up at the table. We are dismissed, and we will see you here uh, next Sunday. I want to I say also, after you sign up, get a button, okay? Get a button. If you don't have one, uh, one of the ushers will have it. Just sign up and get one button for yourself that says, 